Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message with teaching pastor Daryl Feemster. You have your Bibles this morning. I invite you to turn to Isaiah chapter 60 again. Isaiah chapter 60. And then, if you would, put a finger at, or a marker at Ephesians chapter 5. I heard a statement this Well, actually, I read a statement this week that uh, I thought was interesting. Carl Vader said, he said, people go to church for two reasons. Reason number one is to radically change their life. Reason number two is to connect with someone who never changes. You know, when things are normal, people are looking for change, something new, something exciting. But when things start to shake or in, a, or in con- chaos, people look for something stable to hold on to. Right now, times are disruptive. Everything seems to be shaking. And I just believe we don't need to get into a, caught into a debate about it. We just need to hold up the truth that never changes. There's a truth that never changes. And my message to you this morning is very simple. You are exactly what the world needs right now. You. Look at your neighbor and say, you're exactly what the world needs right now. Some of you didn't do it. Some of you looked at them and thought, no way. I got news for you. You're exactly what the world needs right now, whether you believe it or not. I believe that we are in a very strategic time spiritually. I believe we actually are in a, I think 2020 stepped into a new era of how God's going to be dealing with mankind in a very special way. I believe we're already in it. We're not going to be waiting for it. We're already in it. Uh, 2020, you've got to admit, has been a different year than anything that we've seen before, right? And uh, this year, Passover was celebrated like it was in the first by everybody being cocooned, praying for uh, uh, deliverance from a plague. And uh, then realized if that was Passover, then Pentecost, I got excited about Pentecost. This is the third in a series that I've been doing on a literal Pentecost, and, and uh, I've talked to you on Pentecost Sunday about to awaken, to awaken what God is doing. Uh, then last week we talked about a rise out of Isaiah 60, and we're going to go back there today. And I, I want to just, what I make today, I want to invite you to shine. Look at Isaiah 60, verse 1. I'm going to read from the New American Standard. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. You are exactly what the world needs right now. You don't realize the difference you can make in this world today. The difference is between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world is being revealed like no other time in our lifetime. There is a vast difference between what's going on in the world and what God's doing in the world. And I want you to understand that that difference is so much it's like daylight and dark. I mean, it's obvious. 
to anyone who has eyes to see. So what are we to do? We're to rise, arise and shine. Shine for your light has come. We're not in saying get up and shine and show off. We're talking about shine because something is real in you that the world needs to see. You see, the glory, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory and brilliance and light of the world came in Jesus Christ. In John eight twelve, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Look at the promise. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now you would think, Jesus dying on a cross, all that thing, that you would think that the world would just naturally look at the logic of it. I mean, your sins to be forgiven. But why doesn't the world come to Jesus Christ? Why doesn't the whole world see what Christ has done for us and respond? Well, the Scripture teaches, John three nineteen and 20, that the light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. You see, one thing that light does, light shines in the midst of the darkness and exposes, makes manifest what's there. The reason the world doesn't want to come to Christ is because the world wants to be the God for themselves. They want to be the center of the universe. They want to create their own reality. That will fall. That will falter. It will shake and it will shake to the ground. John twelve forty six says this, I have come, Jesus speaking, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide, continue to live in darkness. Folks, you don't have to live there. You are different. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has been fully expressed in Jesus. And when you accepted Jesus, you believed in Him. You received Him. Just to forgive your sins, to cleanse your life, to make you a new creation. The light of the world came to be resident in you. Jesus told His followers now in Matthew 5.14, You are the light of the world. You. My followers, you're the light. I'm the light, but you're the light. Well, what does that look like? What does that mean? Look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Ephesians 5, verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. The Passion Translation says it this way, Once your life was full of sin's darkness... But now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with Him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. Every time I read that, your mission, I've been watching too many movies, Mission Impossible. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, your mission 
is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. In other words, your mission is to shine. You are different from the world. And I want you to note the words here in Ephesians 5.8. You were once darkness. It's past tense. You were once this way. Folks, you were once just like the world. Now you are light in the Lord. Here's what he's saying. You can be different now because you are different. You may continually sometimes act like the world. But I want you to know that because of your union with Jesus Christ, you will never again be like the world. The difference is inside you. Sin hasn't changed. The world hasn't changed. You have changed by the power of the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. You have changed. You were once darkness. Key words here because it says not not that you were once in the dark. It's saying that darkness was in you. It was your identity. You were under its rule, under its influence. You did what was dark because you were dark. Apart from Jesus Christ, darkness rules the world. I want you to understand, apart from Jesus Christ, darkness reigns in the world. People are not doing what they're doing because it's just the new thing. People are doing what they're doing because, they're in, they're, they're because of the darkness that's in the world. There's a power behind it. I believe with all of my heart the demons are holding on with just bare knuckles because they know they have but a short time. I want you to understand that you are different. The reason that they are in the dark because they are in the darkness is because they've been blinded. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, "The, The God of this age has blinded their minds who do not believe, lest they, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who's in the image of God, should shine upon them. The world needs to see your light. But now, Paul says, you are light in the Lord. He didn't say you saw the light. He didn't say you just believed in the light. He says you are light in the Lord. He's not saying that's just something that happened to you. He's saying that's who you are. He's talking about identity. You are light. That's who you are now. He's not saying you're in the light or even enlightened, but you are light. The light Jesus has entered into you, has possessed you, and hopefully has lit you up. The follower of Jesus Christ is not merely one who has their understanding enlightened, like the light bulb turned on. You have that, but you have so much more. You have been filled with the light himself. Basically, you're the globe, he's the light. Therefore, you're recognized as the light. How? In the Lord. In the Lord. It's all in the Lord. Because of Him, we are light. It's because of Him we've been redeemed. We've been regenerated. We've been new, made new. We've been made light. 
And the Paul who was writing this in Ephesians chapter 5 was himself. His life was was the best illustration of what he's telling us. The Apostle Paul used to be known as Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a man who was thinking he was in the light but was in the dark, was, was darkness. And he was about to try to change and put out the light. He was going to put out the light that had come into the world. The church that had just been born by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul, Saul of Tarsus, or Paul as we know him, took it upon himself to, to dampen the light, to, to, do it, to do away with it, to get rid of it. But you see, light shines in darkness. And on the road to Damascus, when he was going to, to, to do away with the church, the light, it says a blazing light shone from heaven. It knocked Saul of Tarsus off his high horse. I don't know if he's riding a horse, but it sounds good. There in the dirt, blinded by a blazing light, Saul of Tarsus, Paul as we know him, heard a voice that said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul didn't know who the voice was. But he knew he was blind and he knew there was a light. And he says, who are you, Lord? And the light, the light said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. In a moment of time, Saul of Tarsus went from darkness to light. In a moment in time, Saul goes on, Ananias comes and prays for him. The the scales fall off. Jesus tells him what he's going to do with his life. And here's the thing. The light that spoke to Paul came into Paul, and Paul became a light bearer to the world. You are God's light. You are the bearer of the light. You are the light of the world. Then look at this. It says, Walk then as children of light. The Passion Translation. Your mission is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. Be light in your world. Be light in your area of influence. Be light in your neighborhood, in your family, in your business. We are to live, to conduct ourselves, to live as offspring of light. We can walk this way because that's who we are and that's whose we are. What does that look like? How do you know when you're being light? Ephesians 5, 9. Look at that verse. It's in parentheses in the New King James, but it's kind of an explanation of how you... Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit, and and other versions have light here, is an all goodness, righteousness, and truth. In fact, the Passion Translation, I like this. It says, and the supernatural fruits of His light will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. There's a way you can inspect the fruit, the supernatural fruit of your light bearing. How do I know I'm bearing light? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Well, goodness, goodness is simply love in action. 
It carries the idea of benevolence or consideration or generosity. It's active. It expresses itself toward others. It's the opposite of being selfish and self-centered. Am I bearing light? Am I loving, considerate, generous for others, toward others? And then righteousness. Righteousness is being right with God. Righteousness is rightness of character before God and right actions before men. It means upright in lifestyle and conduct. And basically, let me just say, you do right because it is right. You live good, benevolent toward others. In that benevolence, don't think of a handout. Think of a hand up. You care about them. It's love in action. And you do it because it's right. And then there's another word there says truth. Truth is honesty, openness, candor, integrity. There's no deceit. There's no trickery in truth. There's nothing to hide. There's openness. There's no pretense. Real. In fact, the Greek word for truth is the word for reality. In other words, be real. Be who you are. You don't have to be like the world. Be who you are. The way that you see if you're walking in light is because you're walking in goodness and you're walking in the rightness of the day and you're, right and you're walking in truth or you're being real. No pretense. And the Bible says, when we walk in the light as Jesus is in the light, we will not walk in darkness, but we will have the light of life. And let me just say this to you. Truth doesn't change. The one thing that's stable is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I want to tell you, the only, escape, the only answer for darkness is light, and Jesus is light. What's going on, the only answer for what's going on in our world is Jesus Christ. Whoever has the light calls the shots when it's dark. If you're lost in the dark, who would you want to follow? Somebody with a light. Light, you can't hide light. They're, I don't care how much you try to box it in, it'll find a crack. Light, truth, truth isn't going to change, it's solid. Stories told about a, says in the pitch dark of night, black of night, a captain of a ship spots a light dead ahead on a collision course with his vessel. So he sends out a warning, blinking his code in the light. Change your course Ten degrees east. There's a light that flashes back. Change your course. Ten degrees west. The captain responds angrily. I don't know how you respond angrily in a a Morse code. But 
I am a captain in the United States Navy. Change your course, sir. Response comes back, I'm a seaman second class. Change your course, sir. Now the captain is furious. I'm a battleship and I'm not changing course. There was a response, I'm a lighthouse. It's your call. Truth doesn't move. What's happening in our world today is not new. It's a war between darkness and light. Light will win. Truth won't move. Light is undeniable in darkness. You will stand out. So you might as well just shine. Shine. Let me close with these words. The words of Jesus, Matthew, very familiar to you, but maybe not in the way that you're going to hear them this morning. Matthew five fourteen through 16 in the message. Jesus is speaking on the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you here on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Well, how do we shine? Three things. Love God. Love God. Don't just be fond of Him. Don't just think He's the answer to your problems. Love Him. Respond to Him. Love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love Him with all you got. Love Him with who you are. Love Him. Love God. And the light of God will shine through you. And because you love God, God's going to do something in you. You're going to love others. Because He first loved us, we love. You're going to love others. Love them. Just love them. You just don't understand. Yeah. You just love them. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Just love them. Love God. Love others. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then the third thing, and I'm going to say, just shine. Just shine. If you get the first two right, it's not going to be a problem with the last. Just shine. What does that mean? Here's my definition. Live to share the amazing story of salvation through Jesus Christ. Shine. Shine. You've got everything to give. And here's the thing about light. It's a strange thing about light. You can give light away and it doesn't reduce your light. The more you shine doesn't reduce your shining. It multiplies it. 
And what if you started to see the reflection of your shine, his shine, becoming their shine? Love God. Love others. And shine. Would you stand together with me? Before we sing, I just want you to understand that's talking about people who know Jesus Christ. It's talking about people who've come to recognize that they don't want to be in darkness anymore. They don't want to be darkness ruling their lives. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ is available. The light is shining this morning for you to receive, for you to know Him. If you do know Him, stop second-guessing and go all in and shine these days need you this world needs you you are the best thing that this world can have so shine Father we bless you we thank you we ask you to move in our hearts this morning Lord you you really are God of this city in Jesus' name. Pastor Gerald's been on this series for a couple of weeks now, and since he started it, I've actually had the scripture that he closed with on my heart from Matthew about, in, in his version it said, don't put a bucket over our light, but the what I grew up with is a basket. And, and we've been talking about how God's doing something right now, that he's at work in the midst of everything going on. And the word that he's been speaking to me is, is, is what, what Pastor Joel's series has been on, that our light's going to shine. It's going to burst forth. Uh, the, the message last week that as the, as the dawn rises, as the sun rises, we're going to shine uh, like we've never shown before. And the word that I was getting on that scripture was, even if the basket is over your light, the flame is going to get so big it's going to consume the basket. Nothing is going to be able to sh- uh, hide the light that, that is shining within you. Our light is going to shine. And I opened this morning with a scripture from Romans uh, that was written by Paul, who, who his light came on. And there's nothing that he did to make that happen. He was darkness. and He wasn't just in the darkness. The darkness was in him, but the light came to him. And he said, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ will not be put to shame. And he started out that book in Romans 1 verse 16 saying, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed of the light that is now within me. I'm not ashamed of this light that has taken over the darkness that has filled me. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Let your light shine, and God is going to take over the darkness. In your name, Jesus, we pray this morning. Father, we thank you that you sent the light into the darkness. The darkness couldn't comprehend it, Father, but you came to light the way. And now you shine on us, in us, and through us, Father. And I pray that you, through your Holy Spirit, will give us the boldness to shine. That we can go out into the world to say and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the light of Jesus Christ within me. We will let our light shine, Father, in the darkness that they might see. That they might come to you. That they might 
be healed. Lord, that the broken would be healed, the sick would be healed. Father, the, the chain set free. Lord, your word says that there is freedom. Lord, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Father, we pray that your life will set the world free. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 